Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. In this week's episode, we hear a story about Jesus on a search for Sabbath and healing, a holy shenanigans story of me receiving compassion and care that led to a space of rest for me, and wrap up with the reading of a poem, Shoulders, by Naomi Shahab Nye. In episode 45 of Holy Shenanigans, Shoulders, and Sabbath. In this week's lectionary reading from Mark 6, Jesus and his disciples are on the road out and about for the good work of teaching and healing people. The Gospel of Mark is known for being a story with lots of action. They go here, go there, do this and that, and then immediately go on to the next action. If this gospel was an exercise class at the Y, it would probably be something like an advanced spin class. At least, that's how I read it. But even in this brisk pace story, there are points of pause and places of respite. One of these rare moments of pause in Mark is found in chapter 6, starting at verse 31, where Jesus says to his students, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. The pace of their work was frantic. The needs of the people were massive. They had to climb into a boat to get some space from the crowds, just so they could have something to eat. This was a lot, even for Jesus. So out of compassion, Jesus calls a time out for himself and his students to have some food, to take a pause, to recharge, to return to the work that awaited them. But the needs of the people were so great, the crowds followed Jesus and the disciples on foot to find them. 
The deserted place they had planned on going to was no longer deserted. The people were already there, waiting. When Jesus saw the crowds already assembled, the scripture says, He had compassion for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. In this story, there is a struggle between service to people and the human need of those serving to rest. And while the rest Jesus and the disciples were hoping for was different than they expected in a short boat ride, they took some rest where it was possible, in a boat between two crowds in need. There was a great deal of responsibility on Jesus' shoulders. Would he help the people? How much would he help? When would he rest? How would he care for his students? What about their needs? Lots and lots of things needed to be attended to on that boat. And Jesus, with shoulders stronger than most, knew the wisdom of taking a break. He took a pause. Jesus rested. Jesus did not become so weary that he was running on autopilot. Jesus worked on the shore and rested in the boat. This seems to be a practice of his resting in boats. This practice was his in the moment on the way to something else, way of getting a rest and allowing someone else to row the boat. The priority for Sabbath, for rest, is real in this story and in life. Everyone in this story is in need of it. The crowds, the disciples, and Jesus. Rest is essential. This is a fact of being human. The theme of compassion that runs throughout this story is the point that gives me a space to pause and rest. Compassion is the main character I notice in this story. Compassion for the hungry and sick crowds of people, compassion for the weary disciples, and compassion for Jesus to rest in the boat, to have someone else do the rowing. A miracle that is often not noticed in this text is the miracle of balance between action and rest. Jesus finds an elegant balance between rest and Sabbath for everyone, including finding Sabbath and compassion for himself. Which brings me to a holy shenanigans story about seeking some balance between action and rest. It was the summer of 2011, and I was not very good at Sabbath or rest. I was so much in the habit of doing all that had to be done that I'd forgotten what rest actually was. Somewhere along the way in my growing up years, I would hear this saying, God gave you broad shoulders, you are strong, and you can carry a lot. Being a person with literal broad shoulders, I took this statement to heart, and I took it as an affirmation of my ability and strength to live my life. Affirmations of strength are good, but the saying has its limitations, because truth be told, broad shoulders still need a rest. And so that summer of 2011, with my broad shoulders feeling weary, I started to look for some spaces for rest and renewal. By way of some holy shenanigans, I had come across the book by Parker Palmer called Let Your Life Speak. In this book, I learned about his definition of vocation or calling, where your deep joy meets the world's deep need. In addition to this wonderful book, I learned that Parker and his students offered retreats, and there was one being held that summer at Kirkridge Retreat Center, 
close to Scranton, Pennsylvania. The mere idea of going on this retreat made my heart swell, but it felt like a pipe dream. The first two challenges to attending the retreat were common when one is seeking a rest, time, and money. But something in me said, write the director of the retreat and ask about a scholarship. I searched for the email for the director. I wrote a letter of inquiry and within a few days was extended the compassion of a partial scholarship to attend. Maybe this isn't a pipe dream after all. So next, I went to my boss and let them know about the opportunity I had to attend this retreat. I would need time off, and I was planning to do some fundraising to afford the registration and the travel costs. But it seems that Compassion had an altogether different plan. Upon hearing my request, my boss told me to use flex time for the hours to attend the retreat because I'd already worked so much overtime and asked me what the cost of the travel and the retreat was. In that moment, a part of me resisted telling him what the cost was for the retreat. I wanted to do this myself. I needed to figure out a way. But at his insistence, I told him the sum that seemed impossible to raise. And he said, I have some discretionary funds and I want to use them to cover the cost of your travel and registration. You won't need to do any fundraising. To him, this offer didn't really seem like a big deal, but to me, it was an extension of compassion. Compassion was offering to row the boat so that I could rest. Could this dream of Sabbath come true? Yes, it was true. Well, hello there, Compassion. I didn't expect to see you here for me in a time that I need to pause and rest. Parker Palmer says this in his book, Let Your Life Speak. Self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer others. Anytime we can listen to true self and give it the care it requires, we do it not only for ourselves, but for the many others whose lives we touch. To this day, I have a manila folder of papers I saved from my Sabbath retreat at Kirkridge. The precious papers from this retreat remind me of the many instances of holy shenanigans that came in and through that particular Sabbath pause. But those are for me to share another day. For today, I want to stay on a focus of how Sabbath or rest is made possible through the vehicle of compassion. There is a hymn titled, Except I Am Moved with Compassion, and the chorus goes like this. Except I am moved with compassion, how dwelleth the Spirit in me? In word and in deed, burning love is my need. I know I can find this in thee. In the Jesus story, I emphasize in a reading between the lines sort of way, that some rest and Sabbath took place on that boat trip between the crowds waiting on both shores. I think in most cases that rest and Sabbath in most people's lives is more often like naps on a boat than a week at a retreat center. Rest and Sabbath are essential, and somehow, some way, we, all of us, need some space to rest and to let someone else row the boat to the next thing. Just because you have broad shoulders 
does not make you immune to the need for rest and Sabbath. Let me say that once more for the broad-shouldered folks in the back. Just because you have broad shoulders does not make you immune to the need for rest and Sabbath. All shoulders need to rest, to take a pause from action, and to find a way to balance between action and rest. So my questions this week are, when are you going to take a rest? What act of compassion are you in need of giving or receiving? It should not be so, but rest and Sabbath are often a privilege of the economically privileged, and there are far too many obstacles for many weary souls, for the crowds, to receive the compassion they are due, to simply rest. If you are listening to this podcast, and if you have the gift of helping people who need to practice taking a Sabbath, maybe your act of compassion might be like my own boss, who paid my way and rowed my boat when I couldn't do it on my own. No pressure, but a reminder that all shoulders need compassion and that compassion takes the needed steps to make its way to those who are weary. One of the many treasures inside of that manila envelope from that retreat at Kirkridge in 2011 is a small collection of poems. The poem that stood out to me this week was by Naomi Shihab Nye titled Shoulders. It's found in a collection called Red Suitcase. By way of some unexpected holy shenanigans, I was able to get into touch with Naomi and ask if we could share her poem with you here today. She graciously said yes. This is a big deal in the world of poetry because Naomi Shihab Nye is the Poetry Foundation's Young People's Poet Laureate serving from 2019 to 2021. You can learn more about Naomi's writings by checking out her work at poetryfoundation.org and looking up her name, Naomi Shihab Nye. You can also find her at Twitter at YYP Laureate. Without further ado, the poem Shoulders by Naomi Shihab Nye. A man crosses the street in rain, stepping gently looking two times north and south, because his son is asleep on his shoulder. No car must splash him. No car drive too near his shadow. This man carries the world's most sensitive cargo, but he's not marked. Nowhere does his jacket say fragile, handle with care. His ears fills up with breathing. He hears the hum of a boy's dream deep inside him. We're not going to be able to live in this world if we're not willing to do what he's doing with one another. The road will only be wide. The rain will never stop falling. May compassion move us to give and receive the rest that we need in a boat, in between the crowds, in our moments of pause for all in need of rest. Thank you for joining me for Holy Shenanigans to surprise, encourage, redirect, and sometimes turn life upside down, all in the name of love and some compassion. Until next time.